0: We're officially calling the meeting to order. I will call roll. I am here. Ashley? Present. Mark? Here. Roger is not. It was Roger, a planned absence? Yes. What do you, you know? Okay. Uh, and Bijou?
1: I haven't heard any.
0: Okay. Kelsey? Yes. Siri? Here. And Sylvia?
2: Here.
0: Yay. Okay, we have quorum. So we can meet. Uh, land acknowledgement would somebody like to volunteer for tonight's reading of the land acknowledgement please
3: i will do that okay we meet today in the community of iowa city which now occupies the homelands of native american nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication the area of iowa city was within the homelands of the iowa muskaki and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory We also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restoration, and reparations.
0: Thank you uh approval of the july minutes they are in your packet is there was are there any corrections or additions anybody move that we approve the minutes second, second. move by siri can m- have it <laughs> moved by mark and seconded by siri any other discussion or corrections so. all in favor of approving the minutes as written say aye aye, aye. aye. any opposed that passes six to zero Next is public comment. So I don't see you know, unless, unless Daisy, you want to comment during thing? No, okay. Uh, seeing nobody from the public, we will skip that agenda item. Uh, introduction of Eamon is... is He's
1: not here, so I'm not sure what happened. So you can just keep moving.
0: Okay. All right. Well, if he arrives, then we'll jump back to that. Uh, update on the Johnson County Direct Assistance Program. So this is good news. So I will... Yes. <laughs> Um, I didn't really prepare anything, so I, I, I will start, and if there's any questions, I, I assume everybody probably saw the news uh, that uh, I the Iowa City City Council, uh, a week ago Tuesday, last Tuesday, uh, approved uh, funding the additional 319 people. So essentially what they did, they approved funding an additional 319 Iowa City residents that were previously funded by the county. Mm-hmm. So that means that frees up county money in the amount of 319 people to pay all those in the county that applied and were deemed eligible for direct assistance, but had not previously received a check. So I'm not sure exactly when those go out, but that should be pretty soon. So um, so, good news that, you know, so I, this organiz- this body, the, uh, this commission, uh, both about a year ago as well as last month, if you remember, uh, advocated on behalf of that program and then additionally to fully fund the additional 319 and that happened. So, So, thank you all for... Your support as part of this commission as well as any individual conversations or lobbying you may have done so i know i did a fair amount (laughs) so and i know there's others uh here that that did as well so thank you for that any questions or comments on that
4: i was just so happy to see that that was done um i'm a little sad that there's not more news about it like Mm -hmm. this seems like a time for celebration that this was achieved that we were able to successfully work toward equity and justice for um those folks and be a part of that process but i'm just happy it was done
0: yes i think unfortunately with all the kind of back and forth and that kind of thing it was a little maybe a little fatigue of news coverage of it but you're right we won't want to be this to be actually compact i i know i posted something on social media afterwards saying specifically thank you uh, because obviously we're advocating for things that, that you know and, and pushing for it, but it's really important that we celebrate when good things happen. So I thought it, the Gazette did a nice job,
5: but it was on Thursday. It wasn't on Wednesday because it was a late decision.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, if you haven't already, I'd encourage you to send a note to city councilors that you know and and thank them for their. It was a unanimous vote, so they all approved doing it and and the and the, the final uh, analysis of it. So uh, as well as I, I should should leave out the county because. Obviously, the, the county supervisors funded $2 million of that to start with. So um, so big thanks to them as well. So that's a that's combined three and a half. Where it's going to end up being about $3.2, $3.3 million that 3300000 of the ARPA funds that will be spent on direct assistance to people that really need it. So especially mo- many of those, if not most of them, were people that did not receive stimulus payments like the, the vast majority of residents did during the pandemic. So...
4: I think it's important to note, too, just for the record, for the recording <laughs> that, that will ensue of this meeting, um, that we also acknowledge and thank the many excluded workers that came forward and fought on their and others' behalf and all of the advocacy work that they did, because I think without that, it would have been really easy to ignore the issue and not have that end up getting resolved in this way. So,
0: Possibly. And, and many are... are doing so at risk to them to themselves and being, you know, being very public advocates for some, some things. So, yeah, yeah.
3: I also hope that we'll continue to talk about some of the other issues that Emily brought up, um, in terms of the housing that those, uh, residence areas being bought up and rent raised and the issues she mentioned with the McDonald's and like, I hope that we will continue to think about that and what we can do there.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Any other comments?
2: I think I would just echo um, Siri's most recent comment of, you know, I think what we see within this is in some ways um, easily bureaucratically solved, but in other ways it reflects structural issues, right? And so I think that um, as a body focused on human rights, um, thinking through how we can best support our community, um, even those who are technically outside of Iowa city limits, I mean, I think that that is um, a, a really valuable thing to do. So, thanks
0: okay if there's no other comments we'll move on to strategic planning so just one more comment oh, oh, we're sure.
5: just we're just fans of relationships and that we have to be in touch with people and i really appreciated how the community came together and brought their voice and finding ways to cheer thanks go ahead jason no nice no that's experience.
0: that's good i mean i it, it, i'll add to that that yeah, i i because i was advocating for it and those kind of things i heard from many people that i think you know i think that issue penetrated throughout the community a lot more than a lot of local issues so a lot of stuff that happens at the city council level doesn't i think resonate or get heard by a lot of the community and this one i think did at least in a lot greater numbers than the typical city issue so so that was that's that's a it's a good thing in terms of awareness for everybody that you know the you know the people that were impacted by this Okay, uh, strategic planning. So in your packet, there are uh, proposed assignments for our three committees. So there's actually four listed, but one of them is kind of the ad hoc to do the work to for the grants that we're going to talk about later. But the other three are kind of our standing committees. So and this was uh, based on, Stephanie kind of put this together based on our preferences that we had uh, sent to her uh, as well. So i will i will open it up so if there's is is there anybody that is that would like to discuss changing that or are you is is everybody kind of comfortable with where they've been assigned
4: i'm comfortable with where i'm assigned but i did just want to bring awareness to in case anyone else was sort of on the fence with where they're at the fact that we have two potentially outgoing commissioners that are the only members of one committee. Um, so I'm a little concerned for
5: hmm.
4: breaking bread's longevity um, <laughs> in the event that, uh, you know, I don't know, we are not reappointed and, and can't convey continuance of how to move forward in that work for whoever would carry it on in the next year.
5: Mm-hmm. Sure.
4: So if there was somebody that was interested in serving, I certainly don't, I, I think we should adhere to not overloading and overwhelming anyone with more work I don't know that we necessarily need somebody to take on two that seems like a lot but if anybody was questioning or second guessing where they were at and wanted to join that subcommittee I I would welcome that
0: I will say I thank you for bringing that because I noticed that too because we're both we're both uh, rolling off of our terms Uh, I I think it helps if it's that one because that one's really more the kind of the ongoing education and outreach to the community and kind of our ongoing mission kind of thing so i, I, I think and you know you and i aren't going anywhere so we're, we won't be on the commission but we'll be in the community so if there's anything that, <laughs> as new people roll on to the commission or join that committee in the first of the year we can That's easily true. have yes. some handoff and make sure that there's nothing dropped
5: Thanks. jason how soon should we anticipate that the city council will appoint vac- fill the vacancy
0: uh that's a good question um it will
1: be at their meeting on uh the uh september is that 6th 7th whatever that first the first one is Mm -hmm. yeah the tuesday after labor day the sixth
0: okay that'll be the new appointment gets
5: automatically assigned oh that's a good (laughs) that's
0: a good point might
5: be the way, and I. It's a good fit for them.
0: <laughs> I uh, <laughs> they will enjoy. Well, they'll, they it'll only be for a few months, and then they can then they, they, they can, they can, can renegotiate the else. first of the year when okay. you guys all kind of talk about it, you know, for your for the new commission. Yeah. I don't because you'll have three the, you'll have three more new members in January, presumably. Presumably. So. Yeah.
5: I I don't know what your intent with this agenda item is, but I did want you to know that Kelsey Bijou and I i just think we had an exceptional zoom meeting yesterday
3: never heard of an exceptional zoom meeting
5: well i like them that's awesome geographically when we're so dispersed and time is short it was kelsey was able to put it together and um we attended to what we think is a good process we thank you siri for your preliminary work uh, when we were together doing the strategic planning so i feel like we're in a good direction and if BJ or Kelsey want to add anything, I just wanted to make sure that you knew we were about it.
0: Well, to answer your question, my intent with the agenda item is to vote is to formally vote on the committee assignments so we can lock that in formally. And then the expectation would be for next month's meeting that these groups will have met once outside of our meeting sure. and then bring a report to their of their progress. Well, we're overachievers. Um, <laughs> You've obviously
2: Mark, I'll give you a sticker um, so uh, I'll, I'll just jump in that not to share anything about necessarily our, our subcommittee meeting but um, just echoing what Mark's already shared um, but in case useful so if um, on the team that's reviewing the racial equity and social justice grants um, I have some foray into philanthropy um, peace building philanthropy especially too if you ever want like a consultant on that or someone to bounce ideas off of happy to chat and speak more about that but really happy with this the committee assignments as they are for me um, and excited for all the teams and and your future commitment to this, yeah.
3: I would just echo what Jason said. I think it's okay as they stand with with Jason and Ashley on Breaking Bread. I think it would be better to let us passionately engage in these groups that we've chosen for these months and then we can reconsider um, where we're best um working in the new year but like i think that breaking bread kind of is the ongoing outreach and i'm i think that will continue to happen and i think our our direction of building is in really building this robust grant experience and connecting those groups with city council through those relationships are building and i think that if we could really take off with the the two later groups and sort of let people work there i think that would be very uh productive so I, I think i mean i would make a motion to um accept these assignments as they are i'm very happy with them
0: okay second moved by siri seconded by mark any other discussion or amendments all in favor of approving the committee assignments as printed say aye
3: aye, aye. aye. aye.
0: any opposed that passes 6-0. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, so, just to reiterate, so now that we've got those set, uh, we had asked when we did went through strategic planning that each of those groups meet once, you know, for at least an hour between uh, our formal full commission meetings. So sometime between now and the end of, sep- our end of September meeting, make sure that we, so you and I need to get together and do that and schedule time. So get with your committees, schedule time, and then we. a standing agenda item from this point forward will be committee report outs from those three. And you, the expectation is that you will have met and then you'll report out on what progress you've made uh, in that last month. Oh, and, and then any needs or asks you have of the full commission.
4: Yeah. For for clarification for myself and and everyone else, I think this will be beneficial too. Was the expectation also that we have some sort of formalized either minutes or notes that then are given to Stephanie to include in each week's packet, or are we just expecting an oral report at the meeting?
0: Um, I don't know that there's requirement. I think I would that's preferred in my mind to have like some some minutes or a you know a written report out if that's especially if there's going to be some ask or need from the Commission so that the other Commissioners can see that in their packet prior to the meeting so
6: it might be nice if if we are going to move forward with providing some sort of report that we agree on or we have some just general template that you know we're putting who's present what was discussed or any action items anything that we need this council to help with. Or I don't know, those are just off the yep. top of my head, but that would be nice, that way there's some consistency. Okay. I could see that Completely being helpful. agree. Yeah.
0: Would someone like to volunteer to put together a template? Cool I will little do that. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Siri. You're
4: a
3: team. Should I bring that next time? Should I send it out? I'll send it to Stephanie, and she can send it to everybody.
0: Yep. So sooner the better, and that way we can... Sorry, I just volunteered you.
3: May I please send it to you? And you can send it... Yeah, okay. that's
1: fine.
4: <laughs> just to add to Sylvia's comment quick, um, I think, too, it might be helpful to... E- even if it is just really... Uneventful notes just for the incoming folks and other folks that choose to hop subcommittees for the following year to be able to look back on some of those minutes and be like, okay, this is the work these committees were already doing, this is what it looked like they were working toward, all of those fun things, Mm -hmm. just for keeping folks up to date on stuff.
0: Good, you got notes. I took notes. Good. (laughs) Okay, uh, next. Oh, so the next, we have on there draft communication to council outlining work. I guess maybe just a quick follow up because that the the draft of the email that we all approved. So that I did send that a few days after um, after our last meeting. I did get responses back from a couple of them, so which were uh, very nice. And even uh, uh, Megan Alter even had a couple follow up questions. Mm-hmm. Like was curious about how we initiated the planning and some of those kind of things. So I, I corresponded with her individually, but uh, I think I got three responses back from 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 uh city councillors who and they were all very positive and yes. and welcoming of outreach to them and as far as relationship building that kind of thing too. So they were all very supportive of that. Yes. So was there anything else then oh um, yep.
1: I don't have anything but when you're done with this agenda item um you can go back to agenda item five. Okay. Please. Thank you.
0: Perfect. Um Mr Sharif. <laughs> Thanks for coming.
7: Yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I apologize for coming really late and missing the first part of the meeting. No worries. Uh, I got some stuff that dragged me down, but it's a great opportunity to be here in front of you. Uh, I didn't know Money album is back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but,
4: Bijou is everywhere. Uh,
7: but anyway, um, I, again, I'm Ayman Sharif and I'm just joined the communication office as a community outreach and engagement specialist this happened in beginning of june so this is my second uh, almost second month uh, completed of job it's a i'm I'm very excited about the job uh, especially the horizons and the uh, opportunities it gives for us to focus on engagement uh, community engagement it's a big thing Uh, this I consider uh, community engagement is central key to the city uh, strategic plan. When I look into all those goals, um, I feel like everything would be easier if we have that established uh, structure of community engagement that makes the life of everyone, including human rights, climate action, planners, uh, uh, public works, policing, all of those would, eventually uh, benefit from having this structure in place. So I'm working on that. I think also uh, our neighborhood associations are very important in that thing, because uh, they, uh, they are key, but we have the, as you all may know, that we have a structured neighborhood association system. Uh, we have about 20 neighborhood associations in this system. We just recently added a new one that would be inaugurated in the coming weeks or so in uh, the Summit. It's called the Summit Summit Historic Neighborhood Association, which just came out of Longfellow. Longfellow is a big body, and then a group of people just uh, felt that they may need to go on with their own neighborhood association, and this is something we really look forward to have, is just like uh, assisting existing neighborhood associations to organize and communicate in a better way than what it is now, and also promote and encourage new uh, formation of new neighborhoods as well. So this is a big thing. I think also working with community organizations is complementary to these things. If we are having our uh, neighborhood associations and Community-based organizations, all of them communicating in in just like a, the maximum capacity. Then we should be moving forward with our outreach and engagement, and then all the rest of the city planning and stri- uh, strategic planning and goals. Uh, I think this is all what I can say for now. But I'm I'm very um, uh, very excited. I think you know the the commission is doing a, a great job and. There's a lot of uh, not only opportunities, but there are a lot lot of things that we will be doing together. Um, 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 Having that uh, outreach and engagement in as our our focus
0: area. Want to do some quick introductions? Our direction, you know, maybe Mark, you want to start. We'll kind of go down the line here. I'm
5: Mark Priest. I live in um, near Willow Creek. I'd like the minutes to show your contact information, if that's okay. Thank you. I'm glad Next you're here.
7: You. We're neighbors.
5: We are. <laughs>
8: I'm Bijou Maliabo and live in Iowa City. Thank you for being here. I actually really appreciate you joining that. Uh, you're a very, very important asset to the city. So thank you for joining.
3: Hi, I'm Siri Felker. Um, I am a teacher at City High School. Um, and I live as far east as you can go um, on Court Street. My neighbors are Corn and Kelsey. Um, but <laughs> Corn and Kelsey, man, um, it's great. Amazing. Uh, but I'm I'm so excited to hear about what you're doing, and I I think that sometimes when we're talking about our programming, it's it's not always. I mean, I think that having this clear. Uh, Structure for actually reaching different pieces of the community and and reaching them equally um, And not just reaching the people who volunteer Themselves I think that's really exciting to think that like this programming could go out to so much more of our community So I am excited um, For your work, and I'm I'm excited to work together
0: Uh, Jason glass I'm the chair of the commission this year. Um, I Worked in human resources for about 20 years, and now about three years ago I started teaching. So I teach uh, business courses at the University of Iowa uh, and I'm in the national guard. So I've been in the national guard for about 28 years. I get to play music. I'm in the the national guard band. So, (laughs) so it's pretty good duty. Uh, I will echo something that, that Siri said too, which is, I think with your position in particular with community outreach, that's something that is a big part of what we want to do as a commission as well. And we purposely, I think the city council purposely tries to choose people for this commission that represent a various parts of the community. Uh, so, We want to be, I I want to offer our help. So, so if there's anything that we can do to help with reaching out to a certain part of the community, then, you know, you ask us if there's maybe we have a connection there or those kind of things or to try to collaborate in that way and especially with your position come back so we'd love to see you, you know at, at future meetings you know not all of them i don't want to overburden your time but if you could come back periodically and kind of update us on how you're doing and if there, if there are any anything that we can that we can help with and we or just to hear about what you're doing so we can help amplify that or to to, to spread the word and and make your job easier so
4: My name's Ashley Lindley. I am the lucky vice chair of the commission this year. Uh, I'm currently a student at the University of Iowa. I'm actually getting my master's in social work, Um, so I'm doing my practicum right now with the rape victim advocacy program here in Iowa City, and it's so interesting we're having this conversation. I think this focus an idea of um revitalizing neighborhood associations when we do have so many and there are um i know particularly my my neighborhood association area has struggled to really thrive and be robust um and i think there's A lot of room for growth there and a lot of benefit to folks in the community we have so many little micro communities within iowa city and some of that connection and um, um, even trust among residents is a lot harder to do when you don't have a strong neighbor neighborhood cohesion and folks really getting to see each other for who they are so i'm very appreciative of and excited for your work and i would just echo what jason already said that um we are here as a resource and as collaborators and we are equally enthusiastic as um you and in, in what you were doing it sounds like so please don't hesitate to reach out and utilize us hi. in your
6: work hi there uh, i'm sylvia johns and I'm in my first term on, on the Human Rights Commission. I um, I live in Iowa City. I work for a global kind of nonprofit that where I oversee our our global partnerships, our programs, and our fellowships, and. Um, I am about three weeks into an uh, intensive executive MBA program with the <laughs> university, and it it is intensive, for sure. What what's the, I, I'm really excited that you're here. I won't re, re-say a, a lot of the things that my colleagues here said, but I wanted to see if you could shed a little bit more light on, I thought it was really interesting that you said that there's a new neighborhood association that came out of um, an existing one. and. If if you want to share a little bit with me, uh, uh, how did that come about, and uh, did you play a role in in helping to facilitate that, or or, yeah, just any background would be really interesting. Thanks.
7: Actually, uh, actually, that happened, you know, soon as I stepped in, (laughs) beginning of June. So I wouldn't claim any, any, I don't know, victory on that. But but uh, the story behind it is so important, I find, Mm -hmm. because apparently. This subgroup or this uh, 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 sub neighborhood noticed that the mother neighborhood is too big, mm. and, and indeed it is. And uh, people here would notice some of our recognized neighborhood associations are really big. That even for them to function in the way, in the de- desired way, would be like a, a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of them, and then the people noticed that they have more things in common than the biggest umbrella of, the, of, the, uh, of uh, Longfellow, so they decided to step forward. There, there are information in the series website mm-hmm. as to what it takes to form a new neighborhood association. And actually it is minimum. So there is no actual requirement be, be, uh, below, just like having like a mutual understanding of uh, sitting together, talking with neighborhoods, and then step forward and ask for a recognition in the city as a neighborhood association. This is what it is up to this point. So, and those people really, uh, the, the residents, uh, they really wanted uh, uh, to, uh, uh look at them and at themselves and look at their neighborhood association from the from its own resources being a historic uh area having unique uh character and having like uh more in an in-depth relationships with each other mm-hmm. so they came forward and they did that but uh but what is important to me is when I look into this map of Iowa City, I see so many places that do not have neighborhood associations. Many of them, we have here the existing ones, and we all know that, you know, the the long history of Iowa City and, you know, uh, actually neighbor, the formation of neighborhood associations is very much connected with, you know, issues like land use and maybe just like getting ready to fight back the government in things that people perceive as maybe threatening uh, their either property value or, s- or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we understand that new, uh, Iowa City is changing and that change is rapid. And, and, and in terms of population, demographics, and stuff like that, it's an attractive place. It brought me in, <laughs> it brought thousands of people like me in as well. So. Uh, that makes neighborhood associations so important, just to be able to link all those people with each other and then with the government. So the government would always need this connection, and people, uh, neighborhood, neighborhoods would also need that uh, in the same token. So I think this is very important, and we will be working on encouraging and promoting the, the creation of this new formation of neighborhood mm-hmm.
2: associations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a pleasure to meet you. Um, my name is Kelsey Um on the condition I live in Iowa City, <laughs> uh, and um, I, I in my day job I work on um, looking at policies that promote the structures that fundamentally create more strong and resilient communities um, and prevent the worst forms of violence. And so, really working with policymakers all over the globe to to see how we do that. And and one of the really exciting things when I hear you talk is about um, the community outreach within that and and the impact of of. And now I'm I'm speaking off the cuff, but I mean we, I can tell you. That when you feel connected with your neighborhood and when you feel like there's a community within your immediate neighborhood you not just feel safer um, and and I mean truly safe not just the absence of violence but also engaged and and like there's something um, engaging within your community that you get to be a part of um, and that you are a community member within that and so I just want to applaud to you I'm so excited to see all that you'll do in this role um, and I and I really hope that you'll come back and, and report to us a, about some of the things that you're doing yeah please come back yeah
7: definitely I'll be I'll be looking forward to do that uh, not only with the Commission but with other departments well. i have been working with you know the police department we noticed that you know in the city we have so many uh, outreach and engagement specialists, almost in every single department of the city
5: are you full-time I'm not <laughs> because we all want to have time with you
7: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I really, I really think, you know, the yeah. responsibility behind this role takes even more than one full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah it, it was very clear as you spoke. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much for your time yeah. here, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks for Thank
8: coming. You. Thank you. Thanks, Simon.
0: Okay, uh, I think we're at number eight, the Corville Pride celebration. So um, we talked about this last month, and I know a couple. of, maybe just Ashley and I had volunteered for uh, to man the table. So, uh, anybody else there was? Is there is there anything else on this, Stephanie, other than just a reminder and to see if there's anybody else that can help staff the table?
1: Yes, and you know you don't need to go for the full time, so you can just if you could just let me know the hours.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't think I was that specific, so I will. So, we can both do that. Or if and I want also to. need
1: to get you goodies.
4: So, say the only other question I had for that, I know there was a um, ceremony component last year, and to know for sure that we will be there for that, but we would need to know when that is.
1: I can ask.
0: Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, because I can. I'm pretty open that day. I, I don't necessarily want to commit to the entire nine hours.
4: <laughs> it's a long time to take.
0: <laughs> but, yes. but if there's a time to be there that's more beneficial than others, with you know, if there's a you know ceremony or something like that, can yeah target that.
3: Have a good night. Thank you so uh, much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks.
0: So, is there, if there's anybody else that you know, that is that their schedule opens up for that for that day, then please let Stephanie know, and we'll get you uh, some time there as well. So next one is climate fest so similar ask uh i think there's a few people that volunteered last month as well D- do you have that stephanie by chance of who's already i am all in. all in you're all siri
6: her? and i were available. the whole time oh.
0: sylvia and siri yep can we get parts
1: we'll just have to make arrangements to get you goodies too they're supposed to have um a table there for you already
0: as well. Yep. I'm not going to be there for that one, unfortunately. I might
8: be
2: there. I'll, I'll let you know to confirm later on, Stephanie. OK. Could I make just a comment on, you, on that part of the agenda? Bet. That um, while you're engaging with Climate Fest, that's exactly when the UN General Assembly is meeting and they're focusing on, they'll be speaking about climate issues as well that week. Um, so if it's a great time to follow the news um, and to, to um, you know, for, refer to some of those um, active, ongoing discussions there. Good to know. Thank you for saying that.
3: And in a
5: busy town, it's also Shelter House's Barbecue Bash. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: a big fundraiser. I'll be on my way to St. Louis to watch my girl's Irish dance <laughs> that weekend. So, All right, number 10. Um, oh, the IDI assessment feedback. So, I, This is the one that Claudia sent out, correct?
1: Yeah, okay. she just sent out a reminder. I think there's four commissioners who haven't done it yet.
0: Right, so just a um, push and reminder that if you have not yet taken that survey out, I took it a week, week or a week and a half ago or something like that. It's about a 15-20 minute commitment it wasn't bad so uh so please do that so that we can you know have as, as full <coughs> participation as possible any questions or further comments on that one i That's just say
4: I appreciate the reminders because i've been swamped so just keep spamming my inbox please and i <laughs> swear i will do it
0: okay Number 11, racial equity and social grant updates. So this is the committee rep- kind of a report out that had looked at our application and questions that we ask for the, the grant as well as uh, it looks like a rubric update as well for a scoring rubric. Mm-hmm. So I will turn it over to a member of that committee if you want to kind of walk us through some of the changes uh, and we can have a discussion about it
3: shall I yeah so I can jump in whenever yes please do so we we met and I want to recognize that some of our suggestions um, were not aligned with uh, some of them we need to rethink uh, according to Stephanie's feedback but our our main objective was to make this grant application uh, way more approachable streamline it a little bit um, and focus on what were the questions that were truly going to impact whether or not we choose to fund a group and try to if there are other I guess my intention in saying that is that if there are some questions that might impact how we help the group or it's more about what we're going to do we kind of want to take those things out to streamline the process so and then there are a couple other vocabulary changes like you might see throughout this um, this application that sometimes it's referred to the project is referred to as a program service or activity and we kind of streamline that to just refer to it consistently as a project um, and before i continue is this this is the original application here right yeah so okay
6: and then you have the grant application edits, so it's yep. actually helpful if you pull them apart and yeah set them so out.
3: yeah I guess ideas. I invite you to pull these apart pull off like starting at the highlighted section I tried to type up our edits um, the first thing that we wanted to do and and please push back on any of this um, this was roger sylvia and i discussing some edits um, informed by some of ashley's feedback that she provided so um the first thing we wanted to do this is this new question where we were going to ask applicants to just confirm that they are comfortable and the 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 objective is, like, confirm that they're aware that we will, as a result of our new, more robust grant experience, be reaching out to each recipient in order to continue offering support and assist in their sharing of what they accomplish. So we, we just want them to have an active um uh, recognition mm-hmm. of of that intention on our part. Mm-hmm. So that would be the beginning, and then um, that whole original section from the name of the organization to the website address, we didn't have any changes to recommend. Are there any comments so far on that? Nope.
4: I, I appreciate the added question to check in for consent. <laughs> I think yeah, that's I mean. especially important, and and really gives more. Um, acknowledgement of the fact that we really do want to ensure that we do the best we can to help these applicants succeed um, should they be selected to receive grant funding Um, so I just think that is just so very in alignment with all of the new things we talked about since we did our strategic planning so I appreciate that addition
1: if you had somebody say no how would you handle that
3: I think we would reach out I I would pers like reach out to them um, and see if, like, was it that they understood that that was a part of what we intend? I think, I mean, in my view, um, having this ongoing relationship is seems responsible on our part, and so I guess I would wanna reach out and see if they didn't understand or if they were actively saying they didn't want interaction after. So I guess I'd want clarification.
5: So my, so. my concern, is this answering in response to problems in the past?
3: No, it's. I I mean, the whole goal, uh, to my understanding, of the reciprocal relationships group was that we would expand our grant to be this more interactive process where we...
5: So, Mike, why are you asking a question? Why don't you just make a statement? A member of the Human Rights Commission will be in contact with you. I want them
3: to confirm that they know that before we allocate funding, and then there might be potential, like... Miscommunicate. I mean, okay. if it's not necessary, then no, no. I think, I think it's, it's I think it's, it's necessary. I think it. we're I clarifying
0: which... how you ask because I think Stephanie had a good question, which is, what if they say no? So what we want to try to avoid is asking questions that then we have. to, If there's an answer, we have to follow up on because they're just adding steps. Okay. Right. So if we want to, if if it's a given, if it's a, or a requirement for the, that we say this is this is what we're going to do, then it can just be a checkbox or something like that to say. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
3: guess I would like interaction with it because I know that I read past statements,
6: and and we also know that while we try not to um, award to the same organization over and over, that sometimes it does happen. And this is a change in the way that the Human Rights Commission will interact with the grantee throughout the grant period or the project period. So we want that to be acknowledged, and that can be. I think Jason, that's that's a right statement to say it's a checkbox, maybe it's not a, like it's a check, and if they don't check it, then you don't go forward kind of thing? Uh,
1: just, just to give more yeah. information, before um, money is dispersed, there's an agreement between them and the city that they sign. And in that document, that's where they're signing to their responsibilities and okay. duties and so that may be a better place okay. for this mm-hmm. I agree. and if they're uncomfortable then they probably wouldn't sign the the um the agreement
6: so maybe we we do make it us we either just scrap it or we make it a statement uh, or we just i think it's just important that it's clear to in our outreach in that webinar that there is a change in the grantee experience and whether that mean whether we need it here or not is i i'm either here okay or no right. so i didn't understand that so
0: i think it should be part of the part of the training or part of the announcement of the grant so that people you know that this is the expectation yep. and then we make it part of that agreement and yep. i think that covers it without having to ask a question mm-hmm. in the i like the grant
5: I, I don't misunderstand i like the idea yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. me too we're gonna be in touch yep.
3: yep okay good um the contact the whole uh contact person section is uh pretty straightforward mm-hmm. um we did Suggest cutting the last question that starts. To provide an example of a project initiated in the last three years. Sylvia, do you remember the background on that conversation?
6: Yeah, I think it was that we didn't understand how that their answer to that necessitated the the our opinion on whether or not they should receive a grant in the future and the project in and itself.
3: So the the new project is the one we're concerned with. Exactly. And I guess we don't want to like overly privilege groups just for having done a successful exactly. project in the past, especially since we're trying to encourage new groups mm-hmm. or new mm-hmm. projects, excuse me. So that was a suggestion if anybody wants to comment on that.
0: Uh so I- I mean, I think there. I mean, there was a little bit of value in asking, like, it's, it's basically like what's your track record is what you're asking that, right? right? You're, you're, so we're asking how many years you've been in operation and kind of give us a little bit about what you've mm-hmm. done in the past. So I I agree. I don't know that I really looked really closely at that in, when, right. we, when we answered right. that in the past. I mean, it's kind of redundant. Um, I mean, I, it might just be the, you know, is a – a po- I'm thinking out loud, but if it's the or if we have organizations mission statement, it, and we do only have it could just be provide us your mission statement and a brief background of your of your organization and allow people to add a couple sentences, as opposed to being that specific about tell us about all the you know projects you've done in the past and. So is
4: that does this seem like. is this one of those sections where we often see folks write in the organizational history or did remind me? Do we have a separate question for that? I'm looking ahead i feel like i read that a lot each year that we've done these grants there's usually some history and background of this is our purpose this is what we've done in the past i think this is where those usually come from one so we just wanted to lump it
3: one together possibility with that somehow or clarify could be it. organization's mission statement and then maybe a parenthetical invitation to include an example of a project that example like that demonstrated that mission um i think our goal was to not too heavily weight our consideration if what we're trying to consider is the potential value of this new project
6: exactly mm-hmm.
0: Is, no, it, is I, it I'm, with, I'm with you on the intent i mean i and I, so i'm i'm in agreement on yeah. in large part on your what you're what you're trying to do i'm just trying to think of I, I do find some value in getting a little more description of the organization. Because, I mean, when we score these, I mean, one of the things we do look for is feasibility. You know, are we confident that this organization can pull off what they're saying they're going to pull off? Yeah. Right? So, I mean, the, in the rubric in the past, we've had kind but of this, you know,
3: no, I'll, We're going to get to the rubric from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
6: I mean, I, I, again, I do think that feasibility should be focused in on what the project is that they're proposing, and is the budget and the timeline that they're also providing feasible, and not whether or not they've had feasible or successful or what activities they've done in the past three years. Okay. And that's why, and just trying to take this application from being what looked like a run-on application where each year someone was like, oh, we should add this question, we should add this question. Yes, there, Really is getting true. down to like, what is the nuts and bolts of this um, social justice, racial equity grant? What do we need to ask these folks, given that they're giving their time to do this and it's not a guarantee that they're gonna get it? And and then and we we'll get to the rubric and identifying a rubric that matches up with those questions, so it makes it a little bit more transparent and fair in the way that we judge.
4: I like Siri's idea of perhaps just adding a invitation, parenthetical invitation, to invite folks to share an example of something they've done that exemplifies how they live their mission in their organization, I think is a great idea. Because I think that more accurately captures what was being attempted to be captured here without continuing to promote some sort of potential structural inequity of lending more credence to an organization maybe that has done more stuff in the past, has a better looking track record when maybe there's just as worthy a project From somebody that's new, up and coming, I could see this in the conversation now. I could see if this stays, it having a disproportionately negative impact on a newer organization, perhaps than than longer-standing organizations, as an unconscious bias. Especially
3: with the way the rubric was set up, because like with the weighting in the rubric, and get my teacher juices going, but like. There was heavy weighting on historical accomplishment that I don't necessarily think was our goal. So, um, okay,
0: are we are we okay with that? I made mean, an I Do want to look, recognize that we have a lot more to go through? So,
2: do you mind if I just ask us to zoom out for a second? Yes, I just wanted zoom. to um, because I, I appreciate the line by line edits and, I, and the the work that of the subcommittee, and I just want to check as a newcomer that I'm, I'm, I'm on board and I'm, I'm processing in the ways that you want me to on the purpose and the intention, So, um, uh, and because there's a lot of different models for how you can, in philanthropy, request applications for your funds. And I think from my experience and what I've seen, I mean, there's really just four things you need to know. What the project is, what the desired impact is how you will get to that desired impact, and what do you need to accomplish that? Those are the four basic things you need to know. The other questions that are intermixed in this are questions of due diligence, of is this organization capable? Do they have a track record? Um, And can they do what they say they will do? So if that information is valuable and you want to collect that within, we want to collect that within an application, that's that's great. I just want to make that distinction of it's, it's different than a proposal. It is, have you demonstrated the ability to create impact or the potential to create impact in the community? Um, and if you're trying, if the goal of revisiting this application is to reduce the burden of the people who are applying, I think being very, <laughs> very, you know, um, I will be in favor of reducing as many questions as possible um, and i think that's the intention of, of the work that's gone into it so far
3: well so that wasn't thank you so much for saying so that was our goal is to reduce reduce that burden
2: and just when we're thinking about
3: groups that might be for the first time i mean these aren't huge grants they might be smaller groups they might not i mean they probably don't have grant writers or people who interact with a ton of grants and making it just accessible Um, the thing we ran into is there's some questions that are sort of built in with the purpose of the grant as and like so when we look at the question about I'm gonna go to the six priority areas that was a question that we cut um, in our discussion but then I was informed that that's part of what like so that has to do with what our commission is tasked to use this money for if I'm understanding correctly Stephanie am I right so we can't cut that question because we need to know like how they're addressing what the purpose of this grant was is that right okay so and I don't I don't have the experience to know how to go about that I don't know if using potentially a different like grant application model would help us build in making sure that those priority areas are, are being met or, or if there's something we could do, even if it's more work on us and less work on the group to where part of our rubric is making sure that it meets one of those six priority areas without us necessarily asking them. Um, But then I guess it goes to like, there are, Theoretically applying to the grant because they know that it's meeting one of those areas. I mean we need to be specific Mm -hmm. with our applicants like
0: so I'll I'll jump in because it it, I think it's it's certainly relevant for us to ask you know because we have these these grants are for specific purposes and for them and for the organization to say how do you know tell us about your project and how it meets the the requirements of how this money gets used, but like on that second on this page, I'm looking at from the from the question of what is the program down to does the program serve those one two three four five questions are all really asking the same thing
3: exactly well and that's, right?
0: that that's they're all out, it just in, in a slightly <laughs> different way so you could you could summarize all those in one question to say what's your what's your pro, what's your proposal what's your proposed project and how does it meet the requirements of you know right. the one of the six six areas and then that's the narrative and they they just do that once Because I, I remember reading these and going through this and going through, it's a lot of redundancy or and you can tell people writing it trying to like i'm trying to figure out some way to say this in a new way and it's i'm just killing myself right <laughs> trying to trying
3: to figure that out so to that end we actually did suggest cutting quite a few of those we narrowed it down to providing we in, in added a new question which is the title of my project is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we na- we condense that narrative question to please provide a narrative of your proposed project. Mm-hmm. And then
0: I w- maybe and we just then, add, we do, if we need to have a specific thing around those six areas, we could just.
3: Well what we did is we condensed the following four questions into mm-hmm. my program will advance so- racial equity and social or social justice by da da da. yep and that's this question four that's highlighted here so we cut quite a bit of that That top chunk of that page um now what i don't know is whether it would be acceptable for us to make it an an us job a part of the rubric to assign value to whether we feel that those six priority areas are being met or if we do need to include that back in
8: I just also want to say, like, I mean, these questions are asked because they are important. Like, if we start cutting so many questions and the answer become very short, like, we will lose what they actually, like, the um, importance of what the project is. They might just be very specific and just say, my project is because of this. Some people don't show up to the meeting to let us know exactly what they want to use the funding for. So if they're answering this question also help us, to know more about the organization, what they're doing, what they've done, what they're doing this for. So I think cutting so many questions down or not having too many questions, for me it's, it it limit me from knowing what this organization is for and what they're using this funding. Also for the people that don't have experience in writing grants or know what to say or what not to say, I think this question also helped them bring more of information of what they're doing. That's just
6: my uh, Uh, You're talking about the six priority areas question? I'm just, yes. Yeah. I think as long as it's clear, there's clear descriptions of what those six priority areas are so that they're able to identify which ones, you know, fit within their project. Um, if it's uh, important to, to keep this within the application, I think we should do it. Because it sounds like that it is foundational to the mission of the, of the social justice grants. And I
8: apologize. I'm saying this because I just met somebody today that was talking about how we only pick the same organization all the time. They've applied and applied and i spent like what almost an hour with her and um, she if we from my conversation with her is like if we reduce this question then she won't answer so many to talk about her organization and she won't have any hope to reapply again. I think
0: so you're worried that if we don't ask enough questions there won't be enough space for well, them to get right, the, for so them to speak i, I, I was look at it different ways that i want to i want to give them a very clear way of giving us about the organization i think so the way that we've structured this and added some of these questions, they're just telling us over and over again, or they're right. t- trying to come in different ways and it becomes confusing, but both for them and for us. But
8: we've seen we've seen some people that actually can write an exceptional grant where you read very nicely and they know what to say exactly briefly, and people that don't know what to write or how to write, but through this question, we get to understand what they mean. That's...
4: And I, I would just, just to build off of some of your comments, Bijou, and some of the things that I heard Jay on saying earlier, I, I would agree having, and I know Biju you've done this much more, um, but having gone through this process three times now, I think that it feels like more questions were added with the hope of clarifying and seeking more of those answers like you're talking about. I can also see it as a barrier and a roadblock for a lot of folks. And I think if we can ask better questions, if we can simplify it with fewer but better questions, maybe that will make it easier because the alternative downside as as someone that that has been engaged in this work and has done all sorts of nonprofit grant stuff um, is that those folks that do have experienced grant writers or have folks that have done this before, that just provides them with more opportunities to like outshine everyone else and impress us with all of their massive grant writing technique, uh, which is fantastic. I I appreciate when agencies are able to do that, but for those newcomers that haven't ever been selected before, that don't have folks that have been able to have any sort of grant writing experience that this is totally new for, I, I do agree with the subcommittee members that simplifying cutting out what seems to be repetitive. As Jason said, some of that stuff seemed like it was the same question asked plethora different ways. Um, and then maybe condensing or improving the way that we're asking for some of the other information that would be helpful. I agree with you Bijou that the um, six priority areas and, and community need even could, could be very helpful in determining um, what would be a i mean there's always good projects for the community but what might be a a optimal candidate for receiving the grant
0: yeah i, I agree i think the way that we've got this structured now, I remember thinking that, that we, these questions put smaller organizations without, without experienced grant writers at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've asked so many questions that the good writers, the people that don't have to be you well, got all
4: we, this room to shine.
0: Right, and then the people that don't, this becomes convoluted and mm-hmm. it diminishes their application because it's, it's hard to get through it and it's hard to read all that stuff.
5: Mark, uh, there's, is there a timeliness? I mean, how soon are we calling for applications? Does the commission need to approve the uh, form so that we can distribute it, so the applicants? Yeah.
1: Um. The well, the our grant next would meeting
5: be. is the twenty seventh of September.
1: Is yeah. That? I mean, I think what would be easier to this would be to to have a proposal with just the questions you yeah. want to yeah. Yeah. just to look at. I, it. I think this is choppy and kind of yeah, going through these line by it lines harder is, than you know. it needs to be. Yeah. And so maybe for the next meeting just just you know have
5: question one two three yeah, what what and is the then new proposed application yeah.
1: off of that okay. instead of um,
5: when do we call for applicants
1: december 1st but okay. the orientations are in november, november yeah. so yeah. and there's has to be lead time because um uh, somebody in its puts it you know they they actually do the form so i have to get them Thank the you. information so
6: thanks
3: Mark. so if i were to simply rewrite the application with questions um, and bring that next time. Would people be, would that work? Oh, Everybody. and
5: float it among us, yeah. Well, that would help yeah, a lot. Yeah,
0: put, that, you know, put yes. that in the packet for next meeting. Right. You know, put the proposal and we can, and that way we right. have a starting point and if well, we can. And what
1: you can also do is you can send it to me as long as people reply to me.
3: You can re- send those eight, replies can, to me.
1: The committee can oh. see the revisions or the suggestions from others even before that. Yeah, uh, that's helpful. Okay. There we go. Yeah. okay. That's
3: Would great. it be helpful, the, sorry, no, go. No, I
6: just wanted to, so we, we agreed that we're gonna add in the six priority areas, just before we move on, yeah. is is was there anything else that stood out at the, that you'd like to to ask Claire a clarifying question, or that you really feel like we should be in this next revised, um, you know, application as we move forward?
2: Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, I just would, um, again, this might be just my newcomer, but if if we could also just include the description that is listed before the questions yes. um, of what people are receiving, um, that would be really useful. So, so for example, um, you know, if we are holding ourselves accountable as a commission to um, including more applicants or including different recipients of these grants, we should say that in the description. We should say in the description itself, we strive to include New, those who have not yet previously received grants from the Commission um, or things like that so if you can include that's just one example but if you can include in what you share back with all of us the description that's normally at the top of the page or what people are seeing it's as they're thinking about is this something worth my time in applying for that will be important for us to also review
5: okay and we have kind of a regulation that you can't get a grant two years in a row right you
1: you can, can if not you, three. Oh yeah. You can only if you were previously funded. only repeat once. And it's a continuation of the project, but other than that, it always has to be a new initiative mm-hmm. or a new
5: project. Yeah, Siri, that'd be great if we had something we could look at.
0: Okay. Thank All right. you. Okay, so we will table list to next month with that those additions so i should say also great work though i mean this is a good start i know we're start we were starting to get in the weeds and that may be not sufficient for all of us to do it that way but i know you did a lot of work and i think the i think everybody's in agreement on the intent of Mm. trying to streamline the application make it more accessible for for organizations that you know, especially newer ones that don't have formal grant writers, those kind of things, too, so. In celebration
5: of every math teacher that started work, I'm so glad you showed your work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I, yeah. may, just one question before we move on. In terms of the the rubric, um, if you could just help us yeah, see Yeah, I where was hoping
3: t- that I could kind of just oh, explain sure. a couple of the other major things in case those need to change before I give you my draft. Um, the two big things I wanted to bring up is, if you look at the budget, um, we changed the format of this and, and this was sort of Sylvia's previous grant experience you want to just like really quick oh, I gotta find it I don't essentially instead of I think it was difficult for people to understand how we wanted them to format their budget previously we got a lot of different things and so we really just streamlined it to where in addition to telling us like how much do you need um, just item description unit cost quantity total and mm-hmm. just let them add we we are not
0: so we have a consistent format for sections. how we're seeing consistent,
3: consistent format, format with you know
6: just so everyone's on an equal playing field as far as what they're turning in because before i think we even got budgets that were weren't, weren't even adding up to the the, oh, the, total. the the total so i think having this sort of streamlined Mm -hmm. you know with here here here's here so everyone starts at the same place saying here here's a template that makes the most sense
3: and then my goal as far as the as the rubric went and this is my teacher self kicking in but my goal was to actually uh, borrow the format in the um, IDI Uh, that we that we got and use a a consistent scale Um, my experience trying to use the rubric the last year was that you basically allocated up to ten points for a series of categories and it was all equally weighted and it left me with the impression that some aspects like especially an organization's previous history were heavily weighted um and so what we wanted to do is first um if you look at and i can't even find the old rubric so whatever but we cut a couple of the questions about the organization's history and the organizations or mission because what we're really focused on is the project so that that history matters and their organization's mission matters But it doesn't necessarily matter for 30 points out of a like hundred some point application so what we tried to do is um, focus our questions more directly on what the um, the application was actually asking about the project and then have a consistent grading scale to where we're not all independently deciding how to allocate 10 points. Because exactly. our scores were all over the place. Right. And additionally, the- there sorry, there was this section that was like your own criteria. And I think there was just so little guidance on how to use that, mm-hmm. that again, our scores were all over the place. And it really made the weighting um, took away from our effort, honestly.
6: And what you'll see with these, from, from the years of, of, of scholarship and fellowship management that I've done, is the best practice here is that the application questions align directly with the application rubric, or, so that we are able, to, even as reviewers, to see, okay, so we're asking, what does success for this project look like? How many people will impact and how? And then we're answering, you know, this project demonstrates success by da-da-da. And, like, having those align up is gonna be the most fair and equitable way for us to review and rank.
4: Not only that, I think it's going to save so much time. Oh, yeah. Well, there's and that make too. the process so much yeah. less painful I, I mean, I, for everyone reviewing grants. I I I will be per- perfectly yeah. honest. I when I saw this, I'm like, I don't know who came up with this, but the Likert scale was genius. Yeah. And well, just to echo what Sylvia said, like I the, the having that consistency between the application answers and the things that you're looking at on the rubric is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely invaluable. So and it makes it fair. It does. Oh, yeah. it,
0: it does give it, 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 the Likert scale does kind of give us a, a standard vocabulary for a lot of stuff because before it was just very open. It's like yes. assigned 10 points mm-hmm. and easy grader, tough grader stuff came into play. So right, really, yeah. Which is why we ended up doing the whole ranking thing because we couldn't really compare scores because we didn't have a, a consistent kind of mm-hmm. yes. way of thinking about it. One quick question. The, the, num- the ninth one says total points. 70
3: so when I the reason it says 25 is because when we um, put together the rubric my intention was to have a scale from one to five where it was exactly Uh, like the survey it was like highly disagree somewhat disagree no comment somewhat just somewhat agree highly agree it was gonna be one to five even I'm a huge advocate for even intervals (laughs) <laughs> but we won't talk about that um, so that's why that was but we can have it add up to whatever okay the, yeah, just I just want to make sure that I wasn't it
0: would thinking in, about that differently so that's, it would be yep.
3: 70 yep. or yeah
0: zero to 70 basically okay no I, I mean I think that's a there there may be other ways of doing it I think there's this is a huge improvement over what we've had to date so absolutely okay so we've got our actions for bringing this back next meeting and okay. and in the interim
6: when In the interim, Siri's gonna create the application, yep. updated, send it to Stephanie, and then Stephanie's gonna send it out to us. Mm-hmm. And if we have comments, we have, we can send it individually back to her. Yep. Okay. And then Stephanie, then how do those comments become back to us?
1: Then I'll I can just if they're coming in kind of at the same time, I'll yeah. pile them on one like just one word document okay okay but if they're kind of sprinkling in then i'll probably just cut and paste them okay
6: do we want to try to create a little bit
3: of a timeline of of how this i will are just gonna have it done by the end of this weekend
6: okay okay
3: so what is that the 28th
6: right
3: yep i will have it to stephanie by the beginning of the next work week yep great
0: okay okay moving on uh one community one book so this is also in your packet this is the last page of your packet i believe and goes along with the book yeah book that you have in front of you stephanie do you want to talk to this a little bit about
1: i i mean i really don't know any more than what the
0: the um so we all got a copy of the book
1: yeah, you, I got everybody a copy of the book since because the commission chose at the last meeting to be a sponsor, so.
0: Oh, okay, that's it. I'm hoping maybe
1: somebody would want to participate. I will. Um, but so, yeah, so that's your book, and um, it looks like you just need to have it read by uh, Friday, October 7th, and it looks like the author is also doing a book signing, so if you wanted to get your book signed, you could do that, too.
5: Yes, in W10. W- 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 I'm looking at the last page. What is it? Can you translate that for me? Seven o'clock Central Standard Time, W ten PBB.
0: Oh, that's uh B- Papa John Business Building. W- university speak. Yeah, so that's what this building I work in. So it's Papa John Business Building. That's the that's okay. the business building on campus right across the street from the
3: uh I Pentecost. Love inclusive It's Like very university. square.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's a three sided thing. W ten is the large lecture hall. If you if you Google it, you'll you'll find it. It's it's on it's on the 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 Papa end John. that enters into the walkway. Into the walkway, um the Ann clearly walkway that goes for the I'll Pentecost. It. It's a, it's Mark, a huge lecture hall. It seats like 400 people. So oh, wow.
5: yeah, no, it's fine. It's across from the Newman Center. I'll find it. Yep.
0: Exactly.
4: Thank you
3: for the book, Stephanie. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yes, thank you. It's
3: like a really good read. I'm excited.
0: The Human Rights Awards. So deadline for submission for those is September 7th or 8th, something like that.
1: Um, I think it's a little later, like is it the later? 21st or something.
0: Okay. I had confusing it with something else.
1: But, um, so,
0: but we need to name a subcommittee that's going to review the nominations and select or propose winners to the yeah, larger it, commission.
1: It looks like um, they, the last day to nominate is the twenty second. Twenty second of
5: September, and I'm willing to do it again.
3: I would like to join.
5: I get, I'm better at it this time, I didn't do it. I thought well. you
3: were going to say you're better at it than me, and I was like, whoa.
2: He would never. So
0: Mark and Siri, I, this Someone being. Describe
2: uh, the time commitment, um, it being my first time. <laughs> it was pretty
4: short when I did
2: it last. We got
4: together, yeah. we had one meeting, and yeah, I don't think it was more than an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. I there's I there's
0: six, six award Six awards? I'm trying to. Six. Yeah, so six awards. Uh, depends on how many nominations we have. Obviously, in some years we've only had one or two nominations for each award. So oh. it's you know, so it's really just kind of a go/no go kind of decision. Mark,
5: that's way I say.
0: The, the, I just
5: know more about it and I'll do it better. I didn't do very well last
3: time. I'll be new, so I would like to learn from you. <laughs>
0: i'd be happy to do it too i didn't do i didn't do it last year i did the year year before what i want to say is
4: value experience i could do it but it seems like there's plenty of volunteers so (laughs) i've done it before we have six
5: awards that that we could award we're not obligated to award them all correct i think that's something that we need to review if
0: if there is not a worthy app you know nomination for that award then you nothing forcing you so Siri, Mark, I, 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 will beg off, dude. I
2: heard a lot of Kelsey? names. <laughs> um, if, if you're, if you're needing more members, sure. Yes, I'll be a part of that. But Mark, I just Siri,
0: don't... Kelsey, anybody else? So That's I think the question is,
4: it. would you like to? Because there was <laughs> plenty of interest, <laughs> but it's not something that you want to do. You will have future opportunities, so no, don't yeah. feel
5: yeah. obligated. i just about called your pastor. <laughs> oh no. Um, we, I think we met here. Did you? Okay. That's my memory that we met in this room.
0: So I got Mark Siri meet on
5: my porch too. <laughs> I
4: remember I think a Zoom it's, meeting one year.
0: I can. Yeah. Well, I'm looking glad at the list, we were, I can clearly tell I'm on person. the wrong side of town. <laughs> I have Mark Siri and Kelsey.
3: I look forward to it.
0: Those okay. three, Stephanie. There, there. You have it. Okay. All right. So who are the three? Just Siri Mark Mark, Mark Siri and Kelsey. Okay. staff and commission announcements i'll open it up for anybody have anything they want to share
3: i do okay i am very excited to let you all know that i am um in the process of working with the equity department in the school district specifically laura gray She's is an incredible, incredible human being um and i was part of in my role as the um Representative for all secondary school educators in our teachers association. Um, I was at her equity training for the new teachers, which was fantastic, and I really think we ought to have it at the beginning of every year for everyone. But I got to talk to her about connecting some of the, the programming that we do and would like to do more of um, with the school district. I just believe so strongly that some of the things that we want to help people access in terms of education. The thing that comes to mind is this race-based calls campaign. And I would so like to think that our kids can engage with a conversation about how to appropriately use the police i know we talked about that when they came and spoke with us but it's it's a compact video it could be a great discussion in small groups a lot of kids have a homeroom or what we call advisory and she was so eager to have me come to the district's equity meeting um, next month and i'm really excited and i'm hopeful that that can be um, something that we start maybe with that and that um, continues so I just wanted to let you guys know that that's like in the works and that she's a wonderful connection if anybody else ever wants to talk to her Laura gray That's
0: awesome. I'm actually take that now.
5: Uh, You're I'll, AY. I'll talk
3: yes.
5: <laughs> first of all congratulations on that July lens Uh, It really helped me understand more about diversity, equity and inclusion. This is DEI language that I'm not familiar with very often and it gave me access to some really good resources. So thank you for that. Last Wednesday I was with the Interfaith Alliance Against Racism. Um, It's an 8 o'clock Zoom and it's people across the state and the intern made her presentation on um, LGBTQ plus um, helping organizations and institutions be inclusive and welcoming. So some highlights I learned, we talked about gender expression. We talked about misgendering. We talked about best practices and she had developed a chart that could be used for example at churches. She talked about bathroom equity and um, these kinds of things in Iowa since 2007 are pretty good um, at least as I also learned about churches that now have in their children's library a book called Harry milk and the pride flag and it was really encouraging just to hear communities talk about uh, that book and how important it is in their uh, preschool libraries. I also attend, I will be attending the September 8th uh, Johnson County Interfaith Coalition Fundraising Dinner. Um, I'll be at a table of um, eight from my faith community. Um, And I'm really excited about our Building Bridges um, team, the work that we're doing. Thanks. Mm Anybody else?
2: I will just mention that um, before we meet next, um, September 21st is the International Day of Peace. Um, So as you're thinking about uh, how you are a peace builder in your community, in our community, um, peace builders you know about, um, the messages of how we can actually achieve um, greater degrees of peace in our communities, um, there's a science behind it, it's definitely possible. Um, It's a great advocacy, mobilization day and effort around September 21st.
5: There are things we should watch for?
2: Um, I would say so. I already mentioned that the UNGA, UN General Assembly, um, is overlapping on um, that date. It's it's a two excuse me. It's a two week span of time that UNGA um, that they're meeting. But um, I would say just watch for um, things that you can promote that might be on social media related to the International Day of Peace, um, or even just people you see who are committed to peace in the community that you want to uphold um, during that time.
6: Are you going to be at the UNGA?
2: Um, I am not going this year, um, it <laughs> uh, but um, I will be in D.C. I think at the beginning of September for um, discussion on um, the U.S. strategy to prevent and respond to conflict, um, and um, with the U- United States Institute of Peace, um, we'll see. yeah. So, yeah.
1: There is actually an event that the um, office is co-sponsoring along with several other organizations that will be held September 20th at Mercer Park at 5.30, that'll be program. Mm,
2: Great, great, excellent.
4: I don't have anything super exciting, so I was gonna wait until later. Um, Just, I'm grateful for new adventures and new steps in my journey of obtaining a graduate degree and doing more work actively in the violence prevention field. Uh, I went back to my practicum site at RVAP yesterday, and it was nice to see everyone after a summer away, uh, which was very hard to step away from the work for that long, but uh, got welcomed right back in again. It was like I'd never left, which was fantastic. keep uh, an eye and an ear out because i will be much more involved this year as a full-time practicum student essentially um, in planning events and stuff there's a lot of room for growth um, the staff and i discussed in bringing awareness to sexual violence and dating violence and consent culture and all of those things year-round not just zooming in on it in the month of April. So, nice. yeah. I will probably be bringing things for all of you to share with your networks and communities and of course, if you want to be more involved, anyone can always reach out to me. I love collaborating with different groups and folks. So, we like it too. I'm excited for opportunities. Fabulous.
0: I will just uh i'll jump in. I was on a panel last week for the or yes, last week. Boy. I'm losing my calendar. Uh, Last Wednesday for the quarter business journal uh, for their diversity impact and inclusion, inclusion and impact symposium uh, here at the Hyatt in Coralville. So I was on a panel discussing about uh, hiring for diversity, but uh, had several other really great speakers. One of which I hadn't met before was Ladrina Wilson, who, uh, who's in the Quad Cities and does consulting, and I believe she's going to be like the interim head of the, the chamber there as well, because she's been on their board. Um, and I just learned something new that I thought was really interesting. She had a, you know, a relatively long talk and talked about several things, including like the uh, Iowa Nice or Midwest Nice thing and how some there's that can have be double double sided in some ways, which I've heard before. Uh, but I, the new term I learned was the Midwest Quiz. Have you heard of, Have you ever not heard of the Midwest Quiz?
3: Educate us, Jason.
0: <laughs> The Midwest quiz is what, and I, I, I realize I'm very guilty of this, and so I'm going to be much more conscious of it, which is those of us that are from the Midwest or that are natives of Iowa, for instance, start out a lot of our introductions and conversations with asking where you're from, what high school did you go to, you know, try, it, with the intent of trying to make connections with, you know, because... In 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 the Midwest, we tend to have a lot more people that are that, that that they are living in the state where they were born, which is not true in many other. In, in, it was less true in some other states. So, but and and I've helped learn how alienating that can be to somebody who's not here, especially if it's followed up with you know you know if it's that those connections are there, or if it's yeah you because know, it oftentimes ends with oh well if you're not from here, I want to understand what brought you here, right? And if that can be that can. That can be a beneficial conversation in some ways, but not if it's yeah. You know, why in the heck did you decide to come here? Which is because we're the, you know those of us that are from Iowa have this kind of inferiority complex sometimes of you know we assume everyone else outside here thinks badly of us, and so you must have been dragged here kicking and screaming or something. So <laughs> so I think it was it was really a, a powerful thing for me to for her to, to name that, and, for, for, and then I'll be much more conscious because I, I certainly have been guilty of of. Of, of that, and I'm hope hopefully it wasn't off-putting, but it very well could have been, and so I'll be very very careful about that in the in the future. But, That's a great point. Yeah. Anything else before I?
8: Oh, um, I have so much to say, but it's a lot, so I won't say much. <laughs> fatal. <laughs> no fatal. Now, I just want to say thank you for the meeting. It's always great. I don't want to say because every time the people that watch, this say, well, why didn't you say about this? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd rather just say, I, I, you know, school is back. You know, the kids <laughs> yeah. are in school, so I'm happy for that. Um, Where are your
3: kids now? I'm sorry. Where are they now?
8: The kids? Yeah, which school? Uh, West High and Hills. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. And, um, I'm excited for my new group uh, to tell you the truth I was like well I didn't get a chance to pick myself where to be my name just got put someone i like wait what <laughs> but I, uh, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> it was great so I'm, I'm excited yesterday was really really encouraging so I appreciate mm-hmm. that I think um, I just want to also thank everyone here for everything that um, you guys are doing everybody's watching so thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Daisy.
9: So uh, Saturday is Latino Fest, for those of you that are going to be wandering around. There's all sorts of vendors, food, um, lots of different city staff, and it's honestly just a really fun time. It starts at noon, and it's done at 9, so they know how to party. Um, <laughs> we'll is it downtown? Yes. It's okay. so a area, mall? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of between like I the, loved the library year. and brothers that general area
0: mm-hmm.
9: um so that's saturday and then sunday the optimist club is having an airport breakfast so it's over at the iowa city airport and all the funds go to various youth charities so if that's anything you're interested in they start early at seven um and it goes all the way until noon um it's, it's great I was there time. last
0: year and it was great they had yeah. a big, big car show too so <laughs> yeah
9: there's all sorts of things and i know fire will be celebrating their 150th anniversary out there so they'll have They'll probably outshine us, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll be there, and that's uh, this Sunday. And the last thing is we have our annual Battle of the Badges. Well kind of annual. We took a break because of COVID and stuff. So we're bringing you back our Battle of the Badges, which is actually a softball fundraiser between the police and fire departments. Um, and all the money raised goes towards our, the PD's peer support team and the firefighters' benevolent. Um, so good causes. There'll be food, there'll be a bake sale, um, and just other... Right? When was that one again? September 8th, 6pm at Mercer. And that was all I had. We
5: always like to go to that but not... Mm-hmm.
9: Thank you. Uh, okay
0: oh. stephanie nothing nothing one other one that i forgot please put a plug in for those human rights awards so we are still seeking nominations so talk to your network use social media yep. there, there have been years where we have had very few nominations and so we want to have some better competition or yeah, a lot of good competition okay, okay. Uh, with that i will entertain a motion to adjourn
8: i move to adjourn i'll second Yep.
0: It's moved up, yeah. by no. Kelsey, Kelsey? So, and second seconded by Bijou. by Bijou. All in favor of adjournment, say aye. Aye.
6: aye. aye. aye.
0: Any opposed? We are adjourned.